Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Get select Ernie Ball strings, three for ten. Save $100 on a Fender Special Edition Strat, or get a Yamaha Acoustic for just $199. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in-store, now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 200 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, October 3rd. I'm your host, Sean Woodley, RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean, and the show is on Twitter as well, Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode. Locked On Raptors, of course, is also part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which hosts team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams, as well as Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd and Locked On NBA with David Locke. And you can find those all together in the Locked On NBA iTunes channel. Please find our show as well on iTunes. Leave a rating, leave a review. You've heard the the spiel that I have to get, that I give it for this every single show. Uh, it helps a lot, and it's a great way to support the show. And it take, costs no money, it takes no time, uh, so I do appreciate it very much. On today's show, I'm joined by Mitch Robson to dive into question number nine in our preseason question series of podcasts. And this one is all about curses. It's about who is going to curse the Raptors, what's going to curse the Raptors this season, teams, players, uh, forces that are far beyond our comprehension or understanding, uh, all these different things that could potentially get in the way of the Raptors' success this season. Uh, Raptors fans are conditioned to expect things to go poorly and expect certain players to demolish them every time they play. And uh, it's kind of a weird season because a lot of the guys who used to really be sort of the 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 fly in the Raptors ointments, I suppose, are now no longer at the Eastern Conference. You know, Jimmy Butler's gone, Carmelo Anthony's gone, Paul George is gone. Um, the Bulls are just a, just a rotting shell of a team at this point uh, that don't really seem all that scary. So there's lots of potential out there for new uh, faces of Raptors fear to, to rise up and, and leave us all just anxious and sad every time they read the Raptors play them. So Mitch and I got into all the different possibilities, talked about certain players and teams who might uh, be sort of counterforces towards the Raptors this season, and, and we can't explain why. It just happens that way, and there's nothing you can do about it until a crazy double overtime game uh, or a crazy overtime game where DeMar DeRozan scores 40 points, breaks the, breaks the spell. Uh, anyway, I uh, hope you enjoyed this one. It was a little fun. It was a little lighthearted. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at WoodleySean, of course. Follow Mitch Robson at Mitch underscore Robson. Uh, or at Robson Mitch. Uh, just search Mitch Robson. I'm sure you'll find him anyway. I can't remember his Twitter handle. Stay tuned for a uh, another announcement coming up soon. Myself and Mitch Robson are going to be doing a thing together, uh, which I'm excited about, so stay tuned there. And uh, yeah, ratings, reviews, all that fun stuff. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back again on Wednesday with the third episode of the week. Again, apologies for the two episodes today. Um, it's just yesterday didn't quite work out, uh, unfortunately. But uh, glad to get two out today, and then we'll be back again on Wednesday. I'm going to be staying up really late tonight to watch the Raptors game uh, against the Clippers at 1 a.m. Uh, so I'm going to have a re- recap for that available on RaptorsHQ.com up for the morning. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll be nice and miserable and tired tomorrow, but I'll do a podcast talking about all that stuff. I, uh, I'll recap the game a bit and then I'll have Vivek Jacob on. Um, we're going to talk about uh, preseason question number 10. I don't think we've decided what it's going to be yet, but we'll have a question to talk about. Uh, so that's it. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, have a great night, everybody, and enjoy the conversation with Mitch Robson. Cheers. All right, joining me now on Locked on Raptors to talk about preseason question number nine. 
uh, from Raptors HQ, from uh, the U Sports. Uh, what the hell is your site called, Mitch? It's Mitch Robson. How you doing, Mitch? CUSN, <laughs> Canadian University Sports Network, Ryerson University. You can find me in a bunch of places. That's what I thought. Um, yeah, so I'm having you on today. Our preseason question number nine revolves around what is going to curse the Raptors this season? Uh, it's a bit of a changing of the guard, I think, in terms of what's going to dog the Raptors throughout the course of this year. Jimmy Butler's out west. Uh, Gerald Henderson's taking the season off. Uh, the Bulls suck now. Uh, I think it's, and, and they also kind of exercised that with that crazy OT win last year. So I think it's going to be kind of a new day for teams and players and uh, voodoo hexes to curse the Raptors. So wanted to have you on to kind of dive into what you think and what you're terrified about uh, potentially, you know, being sort of the bane of the Raptors this season. Are you, are you ready to go? Yeah, I am. Now, cool. are, are you thinking we're going to try to pick some teams here that are going to become their, their enemy? Or is we can do internal struggles as well. We can do teams. We can do internal struggles. Maybe there's some sort of magic happening in between the team. Uh, we can do players, maybe new players to the Eastern Conference who are going to demolish the Raptors once again or, or take over uh, Jimmy Butler's spot and even Paul George's spot as guys who are going to crap on the Raptors every time they play them. Uh, we can go a whole bunch of different ways with this. Um, I, I guess before we get to this, though, first, uh, some breaking news is coming out as we're recording. Uh, the NBA's changed the All-Star format, which is... Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll watch the game now. Yeah. Have you have you read, have you seen much of the sort of details like that? I, I just gave you the sort of bare bones what it is, but have you, have you seen anything else now in the last two minutes? I just opened up the Windy article, which I am scamming right now. Okay, so pretty much how it's going to work is uh, instead of conference versus conference, it's going to be picking teams. The captains will be the top two voted guys, uh, and they're going to pick teams. We've seen this in the NHL. We've seen this in the NFL recently. It always made the most sense for the NBA, so I'm pretty happy they're doing this. Um, also, they're going to be playing for charity now. Um, each team is going to designate a charity they're playing for, which hopefully will increase the intensity. That'd be pretty cool. Um, That'd be nice. Yeah, and then the other thing is this is sort of the one nugget that doesn't really change much from a sort of how the lineups are going to be constituted. As, uh, sorry, one sec. Getting a phone call. Hey. Hello? Yeah, I know. Okay, talk to you later. <laughs> sorry about that. No worries. Um, so what was I? Okay, yeah. So the one little wrinkle that isn't really going to change sort of how the rosters are constituted is that it's still 12 players from the East and 12 players from the West. Um, so that's, uh, I guess for people who really wanted to see sort of just like a free-for-all and have anyone be an all-star because the East is so bad, I guess it doesn't really fix that issue. But honestly, I think the bigger issue is that the all-star game kind of sucks uh, and that it needs some more fun inserted into it. And I think the draft is going to be awesome. You could probably have it on whatever the Friday night instead of the rookie game or like after the rookie game, which would be pretty cool. And then uh, you can still have Saturday night. And then, yeah, I don't know. Are you bummed out at the fact that it's still going to be 12 from each conference or do you are you kind of okay with that? I mean, I, w- I wouldn't think bummed out because immediately as I'm reading this now, I think we're going to get Banana Boat and Russ against the Warriors. <laughs> so with, with that in the back of my mind, I'm just now heart set on that. I, it's going to be tough probably for Wade to get in if he's coming off the bench, but even with that lack of star power in the East, he could just sneak in on name appeal and hopefully Melo gets in in the West with maybe that 11th or 12th spot and we can see it in action. I certainly hope Dwayne Wade doesn't make the All-Star team. He's <laughs> so washed. 
Um, yeah, but no, th- I think this is probably a good thing for the Raptors in terms of like they're not going to have Eastern Conference spots cannibalized by the West. So I think DeRozan and Lowry still have just as, as much of a chance to make it as they did before. Um, so that's the one Raptors angle that we can tie into this podcast. Uh, this right, is I mean, fun, if you're man. just doing the math on it, you're subtracting Mello, you're subtracting Paul George, yeah. bringing in Gordon Hayward. So, I mean, it's pretty much the same ratio you were working with last year. It's not like we're in the West fighting against four or five new guys. Yeah, and, like, I think the sort of, I don't know, the egos at play, I think, is way more fun than in hockey. Like, it was fun in hockey the first couple of years, but then they stopped it because the players were so upset that they got picked last, which was absurd. Um, like the, the, it was great when Phil Kessel got picked last the first time they did it. That was great. I think he got a truck. I do remember that. Yeah, but like hockey players are whatever, and I think like it's going to be kind of fun to like watch who comes last, who gets picked last, and of who's available. Wouldn't be shocked if it was someone like Demar. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Durant might go last, Ooh. depending on how how the rest of the league is perceiving him at that time, and get the Twitter accounts going. I didn't really think of it that way. I thought it would just be like the worst player, but maybe they yeah trying to slide someone. I think you got to go mind games with it. It doesn't really matter with the talent, right? Yeah. Ooh, I kind of like this now. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> I don't care about the still the conference imbalance thing. I don't really care. Uh, I'm we, over that. I've been we, over that. We forever. still get Dame Lillard. We'll get to laugh at Dame for missing the, the team again and being the 13th guy at West, and he'll be he all can drop mad at this about track it. And yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah, this will be good. Um, all right, so let's move towards what we were actually going to talk about. We as we taught, teased already before I got off track. Um, what is going to curse the Raptors this season? Do you have like a team in particular, maybe that's in in your mind of a team that maybe is going to sort of take over the Bulls mantle as the team that's going to destroy the Raptors? I'm trying, I'm trying to look it up here. Do they have any like ongoing streaks right now against opponents? Um, I'm not sure if there's one ongoing, but it always feels like whenever we play Charlotte, yeah, there those games are are dog them out games, and I could see the Dwight Dwight Renaissance, excuse me, coming back to get them to pay a little bit. Say Kemba Walker's playing at an All Star level. If Batum is back healthy, mm-hmm. that team can kind of scare me as a team that's only going to be around 500. But whenever they play the Raptors, it seems like it's just struggles on struggles on struggles. So essentially, the Bulls. Um, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I'm kind of with you on Charlotte. It's kind of a historical pick because they've had some struggles against the Hornets in the past. But also, Dwight. There was a game last year that stuck in my mind when he was on the when he was on the Hawks, where he just demolished the Raptors. I think he had like 25 and 20. Um, he made Jonas just look like garbage. Um, I think he made. I think that was like the game where Bebe fell out of the rotation, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and like Dwight has this weird sort of thing against the Raptors, where maybe it's not all the time, but I feel like he's had some big games. There was that playoff series, of course. God, that was so long ago now. Um, oh, long time ago. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, that's that. Dwight in the heart in the Hornets, I think, is probably the easy pick. Um, I'm trying to think of players too. I think that the players aspect is more is more interesting to me because the Bulls were such an anomaly of a team, and like no other team really dominated another team in the league like that. Um, you know, at West, there's like they went 0 2 against the Spurs and the Warriors, and that was it. So and Sacramento, oh Sacramento, maybe Sacramento. that maybe that's the team. <laughs> Even the new Sacramento Kings, where where I was surprised last night in that preseason game where they started all the young guys on the bench and ran out all the vets. Yeah. Starting five, kind of confusing to me, but I guess they're going to try to win at maybe. least. Ooh, I, I think they're definitely going 0 2 against Sacramento this year because Vince is going to do Vince things. Revenge um, games, of course. And like, I feel like Zebos had some big games against the Raptors in the past, uh, at least when he was on the Blazers way back in the day. So maybe he can re- reinvigorate himself as a Raptor killer. 
Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. I'm also thinking maybe like a Tuesday in January, D'Angelo Russell has a 50-point game. I had D'Angelo Russell down as well. <laughs> yeah. It just, he seems the kind of guy, new, new situation. He's going to be able to chuck up as many shots as he wants. And if he gets hot, I think he could gun. Yeah, the, he's um, he was the first guy I wrote down trying to think of like new arrivals to the East as guys who might just torch the Raptors. And like, Raptors have had trouble defending uh, the wings, the point guard spot in the past. I mean, maybe not so much the last couple of years with Joseph and Lowry, but you know, historically, I mean, I think Drew Holiday dropped like thirty-five on the Raptors at one point last year. Uh, there was a run there where Lowry's defense kind of waned, and everyone was just scoring at that at that spot. Uh, and like, if Russell plays the two. We expecting Demar to guard him because I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that would be that, yeah. might, that might not work out too well. Yeah, and like he kind of carved them up with passing too. Uh, and Demari Carroll sort of on the flanks, maybe he gets has revenge games to sort of boost up Russell as well. That's a that's a good call. Are you worried about Gordon Hayward potentially becoming like the new Jimmy Butler, like a star who just eats the Raptors? I think. There's definitely potential for that because we're going to see them four times a year, right? So he's destined to have a couple of big games. But Gordon Hayward doesn't really um, make me worry so much because watching those games with the Raps have had against Utah the past couple seasons, maybe I'm totally wrong, but it doesn't feel like he's had a massive impact on the game. Mm. I think that he might kind of fade into the background, and once again, it's going to be try to limiting Kyrie. One of the guys that scares me is the Bucks in the regular season because, I mean, they almost took it to us in the playoffs. But uh, Giannis could just go God level. It's kind of interesting, though, because the Raptors have had sort of the inverse to what the Bulls were over the Raptors the last five years. Like, the Bucks have been that for the Raptors. Like, they've kind of owned them in the regular season pretty much. I think they lost one game to them last year. But other than that, I think they'd won like eight sure. in a row. They had that crazy game a few years ago when Bruno scored eight points. Landry Fields did stuff. Um, <laughs> like... Thing, they, it's kind of a, the inverse of what the, the situation's been with the Raptors and the Bulls. And so I, I'm not so worried about the Bucks in the regular season, as good as Giannis is. Um, do you think Miami... Miami is kind of also in that sort, sort of zone of, like, sort of good team that's not that good, but also could annoy you. Are you worried about them? I mean, the Raptors were 3-1 and one against them last year. Yeah, and I remember there was that one game later in the year where the Raps, like, continually held about a 10-point lead and could never get over the hump because Miami just plays so damn hard. Yeah. Them, them and the Sixers, That remember that game? I, didn't, I think it was around March when they dropped it late in Philly and Luau Cabarro just went off, mm. and the, the Sixers wouldn't give up. So seeing them four times a year, I think the Raps could definitely split the four of those and go two and two against the young Sixers. The Sixers are going to be bad, man. I don't care what anyone says. They're going to win like 30 games. You sure? Yeah. They're like maybe going to win 30 games. If Embiid is healthy, he scares me. He's not healthy right now. He's never healthy. Did you see the the Twitter video? He's out for a run in the middle of the night. I think that's healthy enough. He's never healthy, though. That's the thing. Like, (laughs) saying if he's healthy. Like, you just can't. He's played 31 games in three years. Like, I'm not going to say he's going to be healthy until he's actually healthy. And then... Like, but young guys are bad. Simmons and Fultz, like, maybe they're fun and exciting to watch. They're going to suck. Young guys suck. 
But the Bulls did suck last year and still held this curse. So, I mean, if we're, if we're going with the theme of curses, I think a team that could be under 500 and consistently take it to the rafters is the Sixers. I guess it's just like the savvy, annoying vets of the, of the, the Bulls that kind of did the most of the damage, aside from Doug McDermott. I mean, we've left out the Knicks here. Doug McDermott's on the Knicks now. I played with the Knicks in 2K this morning and barely <laughs> hung on to beat the Nets in overtime, so I don't know if we'll have any struggles with them. They they have a lack of wings when you've got five centers on that team. Right. I have a new, another player, an individual guy. Maybe the, the Raptors don't lose to him all that often, but I feel like Miles Turner could kind of be a dude who gives like Jonas a ton of trouble, and even Ibaka, if Ibaka can't come out to guard him. Uh Miles Turner is really the, good. Yeah, he's got those tools with that speed and skill set where if he keeps extending his range out to shoot, and then with that Pacers team, you've got the Lance X Factor yeah. ready to burst at all times, and Corey Joe could be ready for a couple revenge games. <laughs> I have no read on the Pacers at all. I think they could win like 20 games and Bojan Bogdanovic leads them in scoring, or they could get like a six seed in the playoffs. They do have like a, a weird number of just like decent NBA players that none of them are all that good, but like... They're just like a they're very, very average, I think. That's kind of my look at them. It's so, just yeah. all role players. Yeah, and like Miles Turner, I guess, could be more than that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like their point guards are like Darren Collison and Corey Joseph. Like that's two good backups. Um, I mean, one good backup and then one piece of crap. But um, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You think the Hawks? Uh, do you think the Hawks have some uh, like sneaky, annoying potential? Speaking of pieces of crap. I mean, if you, I don't even know. I don't think I could name the Hawks roster. Oh, let's do this. That's the eighth or the ninth guy. Let's do this. I'm pretty confident in myself to be able to go 13, 14 deep on each team, but the bottom of this Hawks team is pretty anonymous. I'm going to pull this team up um, because why not? This podcast has had far less direction than I expected it would, um, but that's okay. It's tough to call out things that the Raptors are going to be annoyed by without. It's just a it's just a really weird time where you don't you don't know who it's going to be. Normally you just know. Normally it's like yeah, it's going to be the Bulls and Jimmy Butler and Paul George and Carmelo Anthony, but they're all gone now. So Uh, yeah, and Hendo's even out for the season. So Um, yeah, so oh god, this Hawks roster is so so bad. Um, It's pretty. It's pretty weak. Okay, so this roster currently sits at uh, Dennis Schroeder. We know him. Uh, his problems are not good. What? Is uh, he getting suspended? Have we figured that out yet? Uh, the Hawks better hope he doesn't because I don't know who the hell their point guards are. <laughs> it's uh, uh, Malcolm Delaney. Okay. Quinn that's Cook. Amazing. Quinn Cook. He's kicked, He's been kicking around, I suppose. Yeah. He can shoot the three. I think that's about it. But Quinn Cook only has one year of NBA experience, which seems low. It feels like he's been around for like seven years. I think he's been in seven training camps. You're yeah. definitely right <laughs> with that. Jeremy Evans is on this team. <laughs> okay, so he can dunk. I didn't know Jeremy Evans was still in the league, like past that I, dunk contest. Yeah, I think they brought him back into the league. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's someone called Tyler Cavanaugh on this team. He's a rookie. That's, that's, yeah. He's a rookie who played for George Washington, and if you don't know him, I, I don't know who's supposed I, to know I should him. have watched more George Washington basketball, considering their head coach is a Canadian. Oh. So, so you just, that's you just on me. don't like the country, I see that. Um, <laughs> man, they have, there's, this might be the most bizarre mix of 
like universities that people attended. I mean, I guess not. There's like a Vanderbilt and like a Gonzaga and a Duke, two Dukes, but like there's also like Virginia Polytechnic Institute and State University. There's wow. Old Dominion. Malcolm Delaney went to the long Virginia one. Um, yeah. Bucknell is, uh, is on here. Classic. Oh, Mike, Mike Mescal is still kicking around. Yeah. Luke Babbitt, University of Nevada Arena. Yeah, Luke, Luke Babbitt's on this team. Luke Babbitt would be a great random Raptor killer. This team, like, this team shouldn't win 15 games. No, I think they're they're well on the way to the worst record in the league. I just, I, Coach Bud's too good, I think, for that to happen. But, like, is like, the best player. Oh, my God. Is that is that crazy to say? Is it Schroeder? Is it Bazemore? Is it... It's one of those two, I think, because yeah. there's no bigs. Yeah, it's, like, Dwayne Dedman, John Collins, one of the Plumleys. Ugh. Maybe John Collins emerges as the best player, but that would be very sad for the the Hawks as a franchise. So I think that seeing, playoff streak is ending this year. Yeah. So to tie this back into the theme of the podcast, if you're looking for a team that's going to curse the Raptors this season, it is definitely not the Hawks. Um, <laughs> good God, they're bad. Uh, yeah. Back, I guess. So we've we've thrown out the the possibilities. We've thrown out the the, the Hornets. We've thrown out the D'Angelo Russells of the world. Would you say? Are you saying the Hornets are like the number one team that you're worried about to like start a streak against the Raptors where they just can't beat them? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely Hornets one, and then I think you maybe have to go with with Pacers two or one of the Nets. Maybe probably the Nets. They're not the Nets are going to be bad too, man. They're going to be I, more fun, but still bad. But uh, they haven't just, lost I, to the Nets. When was the last time they lost to the Nets in a game where they actually tried? That's fair. That's been a long time. Yeah, you make same a good with, point. With same that. with the Sixers, really. I think they lost once to the Sixers in the last, like, four years. Obviously, I the Sixers are different now, but... Also, I don't know how hard that Damari Carroll uh, feud is simmering, so they might want to turn it on a little bit <laughs> for the Nets there and see if he complains about the lack of trust. Oh, my God, Norm dunking on Damari Carroll would be... That's a that's a great ACC moment in waiting for the 2017-18 <laughs> season right there. Um, other curses that take place around the Raptors, because of course they do. Um, the Game 1 curse. Will this be the year that the Game 1 curse is lifted? And what is it going to take for the Game 1 curse to be lifted? Now, in Game 1 of the season, I know this is a playoff question, but Game 1 yeah. of the season, they are playing the Bulls, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, let's not put it past that. Okay, so we didn't touch on the Bulls, because the Bulls are a ghastly mess of terrible players. Um, but are you worried but, about the, are you worried about the new Bulls having the because like they're missing McDermott and they don't have McBuckets anymore? I don't really see how they put together enough guys to trouble the Raptors. Now they still do have Zipser. Oh God, he had a game last year, didn't he? He had that big game in the in the one where the Raps ended up winning, but he did have a big night that night. Uh, Zach Levine, if he comes back right, is at least very fun to watch and can probably score twenty on that team. Uh-huh, yeah. Then the the rest... This is I, a bad team. Do they have, I feel like they have a lot of guys who maybe aren't very skilled and can't score, but they just have a lot of length. They had a lot of really famous college players, is my like, take on this that's, team. That's probably how Garpax would figure to make the best roster. They got Ryan Archidiacono. They got Jaron Grant. They got uh, Larry Markkinen. 
Diamond Stone. Lori Markkinen did look great at the uh, European Championships from the limited viewing that I had. He might be their best player by season's end. Uh, there's, there's not much competition. Uh, Denzel Valentine, Diamond Stone, also both, and Bobby Portis, all like big college players. Cameron Payne was only good in college. <laughs> he can dance, though. So it's probably a good thing that this team only has that going for it. I'm not worried about the Bulls. No. the curse. I think they exercised it with that overtime win, that crazy ass game this season, uh, where Demar dropped like 42, and they came back and won an OT. That was uh, that was a perfect way to I think to end that streak. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Hornets because I mean it's not it's an easy pick because they've had issues with them in the past, but they're annoying and Dwight seems to play well against the Raptors. And then yeah, D'Angelo Russell is my singular player. Uh, mm-hmm. But back to the game one. Like is this like, what's going to take for the Raptors to win a goddamn game one of the playoffs? Honestly, at this point, we've seen this now what four years in a row. I really don't know what else they can say or do differently to to change it, unless we we see over the year that this whole new theory of the offense is going to change and it's going to try to be more free flowing and create more shots and Demar's going to extend the range. But if it stays that ISO-heavy offense and things get stagnant in game one and guys are flat and jumpers aren't falling, I think the streak might continue. Here's how the streak ends. The Raptors uh, go all out in the regular season. They get a one seed as Boston <laughs> as Boston and Cleveland kind of figure their stuff out. You laugh. I don't think that's totally out of the I, I think there's definitely a 30% chance that could happen. Yeah. 30 on the high end. Yeah, I don't but, think it's nuts. Um, yeah. like Cleveland and Boston, Cleveland coasts and Boston's going to take time to figure out who's going to play defense on that team. Um, and obviously... I mean, the, it's essentially an entire new roster. Yeah, it's going to take time so. to iron things out. So... Say the Raptors, like the Raptors go out, they win 56 games again, they get the first seed, and they get the crappy Pistons in the first round. The Raptors usually destroy the Pistons. And they do. Valanciunas just eats Drummond for lunch. Right. So, and I mean, that's, that's four home games if you get Detroit, because especially now at the arena right downtown, people will make that trip. I also think the Raptors' only ever game one win in a playoff series came against Detroit. So... That would have been in 2001? I think so. This, this could be just a lie, but... <laughs> they like they played right. Detroit a lot, and it's right around the time where they last won one, I think. So that's going to be my guess. If I'm wrong, you can tweet at me and be mad, or don't, because that would be <laughs> weird. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's my scenario for that. Uh, the other thing that could curse the Raptors this year is injuries, and they've had some issues... Patrick Patterson getting hurt last season was like a weird hex on the team where after he got hurt, the team just forgot how to play basketball for a month in January. Um, and obviously they got better after that. But then Kyle Lowry got hurt. Is there a player on the Raptors who you're most worried about losing? I mean, obviously it's probably Lowry. Um, like, how, what what is it that Lowry goes down with this season? If you're, if uh, you're worried. Can we not? I don't want to say anything. <laughs> Well, Look if you say it, you well, jinx it out of happening. They come back to this podcast, and then we're we're out of a job here. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, definitely, you don't want to lose Lowry or DeRozan for anything extended period of time because that just ruined the chemistry issues. But yeah. hopefully, at least if you can get Ibaka, DeRozan, Lowry working together for sixty-five plus games, and if they they have to rest to be able to do that, I'm totally good with that. I just hope we avoid any real major injuries to the core because now especially with the bench the way it is you're counting on second year players guys who've played under a couple thousand minutes in their career you don't want to be relying on them for major minutes down the stretch of a season yeah the other thing too is uh maybe you touched on cj miles every small forward the raptors sign gets hurt in some way 
Um, Please don't take CJ from me. No, I, I don't want him to fall ill to plantar fasciitis like Demari Carroll did. Because CJ oh, Miles is really fun and good, and uh, he's uh, he's a nice guy too. So here's hoping yeah. CJ's winning smile breaks the the curse of the Raptors small forward. But I mean, at this point, is it? It feels like an inevitability that something is going to happen to him because it always does with this goddamn team. I mean, probably, but well, <laughs> one positive would be that he's not getting signed coming off an injury like Carroll. That's true. So, I mean, he looked healthy. I, I don't know. I don't think he missed any significant time last. Played the one first-round sweep. So the legs are pretty fresh. Yeah. Um, and without him, I mean, oh, God, who's the, the best three-point shooter on the team besides Lowry? <laughs> Norm Powell from the corner, I guess, would be the next option. But that's, that's pretty scary. So Here's a troublesome thing that I just – Stumble. Last year, you're right. He played 76 games. So that was good. Uh, the previous five seasons <laughs> hasn't been the healthiest. Played 56 games in 2011-12. Uh, 65, 51, 70, 64. Uh, okay. Well, 2011-12 was the lockout year, so that was almost the entire season. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. So, that's... I mean, he only missed nine then. Okay, yeah. so we'll write that one off. <laughs> and then, but yeah. Mm. A little bit of a concerning trend. Yeah, it's not not concerning considering the position. It's like the defense against the dark arts job with the Raptors. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just something's gonna happen there. Um, yeah, I think maybe the karma will turn this year, and the Raptors will get through the season without any big injuries to one of their key guys. Honestly, I think the Lowry thing. It's also freaky when he gets hurt, right? It's always this, like, it's just different weird things. Like, he sleeps on his wrist weird and then does the three-point contest, or he carries the team for so long with DeRozanet that he literally just breaks his back and legs. Um, <laughs> like, it's all been just random stuff. The like, elbow, like, he just falls on the floor in a game in London and it's just, like, swollen for a little while. <sighs> I don't know. It's, uh... I just want to, because I feel like I talked about this last week. Like Lowry is, like he's not a bad playoff player when he's healthy for the most part. Like he's really not. Like he was really Definitely. good for a lot of that 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 run against uh, when they went to the conference finals. He had some amazing games. Um, his elbow was bugging him for the first part of whatever series or first couple series and whatever. But he got really good. Had a lot of amazing performances. Just as many amazing games as he had poor games or average games. And then. Like, he, in that Nets series, the first year he was healthy, and he was really good. So, I don't know. I feel like the the stuff with him being a bad playoff player is mostly just tied to him never being healthy, and I guess that's kind of one of the same. But also, I think it's different. So, I hope the injury bug just avoids him. What we've that's essentially talked ourselves into is the Raptors getting swept by the Bulls, the, the, the Hornets, and the Nets, and having all the players get hurt. And then, uh, and then D'Angelo Russell actually becomes the, the 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 best point guard in the east and and knocks Lowry down. I don't know. I I got this this was supposed to be like a a rejuvenative 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 rejuvenative. There you go, there you go rejuvenative. Rejuvenative. Yeah. Yeah. Here, just say it quickly. How the hell did I get this job? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh this was supposed to be that and because of the lack of curses that I think are going to be dogging the Raptors this season compared to years past, but uh, we just created a whole crop of new ones, apparently. We really did. We're kind of doomsday scenarioing this pod, but 
I'm going to put on my Optimus hat for a second and say the water down east pays them dividends this year, and they're able to get ample rest in for the star guys. Mm -hmm. And then finally we'll get to see a fully healthy core take on a playoff run. This is uh, this is all I want to hear. This is a, the, the best way to possibly end this one, I think. Uh, Mitch, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, where can people check out your work? Do you have anything to plug? Uh, well, I'm going to have a Jakob Pertl piece uh, coming up on HQ, and then I've got a project coming up uh, working with a couple universities in the United States, so stay locked to the Twitter feed for that. Oh, awesome. Uh, also, Mitch and I are going to be doing a thing together soon, I believe. Um, so stay tuned for that. If you like, it'll be something huge. Yeah, if you like Mitch and I talking in a podcast form, you might like the 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 thing that's coming up with Mitch and I as well. So that's probably a spoiler, but maybe people no, have to not think at all. It. Uh, Mitch, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for indulging this weird uh, thing I wanted to talk about that didn't really have any direction, but we did we we made it work anyway. It was pretty good. Thanks for having me on, Sean, and all the best luck to Raptors this year. Tapping on wood, fingers crossed, all your rituals, rabbit foot in your hand. No injuries. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Thanks, Sean. Napa it takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17